It is great to be back on Search the Scriptures today once again. We're so thankful to have this opportunity each day to gather with all of our listeners and open up God's Word one more time, study from those rich teachings and truths. We're thankful to know that many of you are listening on a daily basis or close to it. Others are listening very frequently as you have the opportunity. Others maybe a little bit less so because your schedules do not permit uh, as frequent a, a listening opportunity as you would like. But you do listen regularly and repeatedly. We're thankful for you. And then there are always those new listeners. And if you're listening for the very first time, we do pray and hope that you will be impressed by the fact that we try to do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We search the scriptures. We want to help you learn God's word better, more fully, in a more detailed fashion, and we'll try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your everyday life. We want to help you come closer to God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And so as you learn the Bible more fully, more deeply, more in depth and in detail, then your faith should be growing stronger. And our prayer is that it's going to be strong enough that you're going to want to act upon that faith by coming to God through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ openly, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. At that point, coming up out of that grave of water that we call baptism, having been immersed, buried therein, coming up born anew, a new person spiritually, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, as, Paul, as Jesus told Nicodemus, born again, John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, and beginning to live a new life with a new direction, and oh, what a wonderful new hope, eternal life with God in heaven. Our prayers are with you, and our prayers are for you. Dennis Stackhouse, brother, great to be back with you again today. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly wonderful to be on the program again with you today and to welcome all of our listeners. We're certainly pleased that you've chosen to be with us. And as always, we hope that this time will be beneficial for each of us as we get into God's word together. You know, listening to your introductory remarks, Gary, and, and talking about people and how they may not always be able to listen to the program even though they would like to because of work schedules or whatever it might be, those times when the program is actually being broadcast, one alternative to that would be our website. And that would be www.churchofchrist.com. The radio programs will be archived on that website and our listeners can actually go onto the site and listen to the programs from there at their convenience. Doesn't have to be at the scheduled time that the programs are actually aired. They can listen to it when they're able to. And the nice thing about the website is there are a great many more opportunities for them to learn about God's word on that website. We have, I know, your sermons that have been preached at the Sunny Slope Congregation available there. There are articles there that teach more from God's word. There is an opportunity to uh, get a correspondence course if someone would like to do that through the mail. 
and have that delivered to them that they can work on in the privacy of their own home. And again, as we so often indicate, Gary, all of those things, they're no cost to the listener. They're absolutely free, even to the point that if postage is involved, we'll pay for that. No one is going to have to pay anything in order to learn more about God's word. And that's the way we want it. It's the way we've always done it. It's the way we always plan to continue doing it. We want to make God's word available for as many people as possible. And that's one way we can do so. Yes, on as easy a basis as possible, too. As easy as possible. That's exactly right. And I know that that's unusual for what people would call religious programs. It is. Because most of them try to get listeners to send them contributions and they'll yes. say a lot of them will say if you will give us a donation of such and such then we will send you a free something <laughs> well we've always said that doesn't sound free to us right and we don't ask for any donations no the congregation and other congregations perhaps uh, help support the, the ministry mm -hmm. and we don't ask our listeners to help support the ministry you are part of our ministry, right. and we want to help you come to God. We want to help you learn his word better. Exactly right. Appreciate your words so much. Dennis, we're going to get back into our study asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? We noted in our last program that in the first section of this study, and we went for a number of programs in that section, we were dealing with the basic, most funda or the most basic and fundamental uh, aspect of this question. Are you neglecting your salvation in that you've never yet become a Christian? Yeah, that's correct. You've never really come to God his way through Christ. You've mm -hmm. never been baptized for the remission of your sins. Yes. That's bottom line. If you haven't mm -hmm. done that, you're neglecting your salvation for sure. Yes, you are. And the Hebrews writer in Hebrews chapter 2 verses 1 through 3, we've looked at this a number of times, he asks the question, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Yes, he does. We can neglect our salvation, though, in a number of ways, can't we, Dennis? Oh, absolutely. And what you just spoke about, Gary, is, again, the fundamental way to do so. Never responding to God in faithful obedience, becoming a Christian. Yes. But there are a whole lot of people who do become Christians mm -hmm. who then subsequently neglect their salvation. Yes, and that's what we're trying to focus on in this section of our lesson series. Yes. You need to understand that initial obedience to the gospel plan of salvation, that's just coming out of the starting gate. Yes. There's a whole life of faithfulness and service mm -hmm. to God and Christ that comes after that. Yes, it, it involves a lifestyle up to the point that we cease to exist physically at our death. Yes, for the rest of our life. Right. Uh, we looked in some detail in our last program at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, and maybe it would be good if we just read that again and briefly commented on it, kind of set the stage, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Obviously, the Hebrews writer there is talking about Christians assembling with the church on a regular, consistent basis on the first day of the week. He absolutely is. Bare minimum, first right. day of the week. Yes. Now, so many who call themselves Christians find it easy to neglect their worship to God. Right. And oh my, they come up with all kinds of excuses mm. and kind of directions of reasoning. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be with the church to worship God. Mm -hmm. Really? I wonder why he sent his son to establish <laughs> the church then. Yeah, that's right. And Jesus said even the powers of death would not keep him from establishing his church. Right. God sent Jesus to establish the church for very profound and serious and important reasons. He did indeed. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, Paul says that the church was part of God's plan for mankind's redemption from a point in time before God ever created man. Yes, from all eternity. And we would say... I don't have to be with the church to worship God? Mm -hmm. Then why would God give instructions for the Christians to come together to worship him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know that that reminds me of something that Jesus said while he was on this earth, Gary, during the time of his ministry. In Matthew 16, verse 24, he said, if anyone wants to follow him, that person needs to take up their cross and deny themselves. And for someone who is trying to make excuses to not assemble with the church when they're meeting on the first day of the week, they've not denied themselves. They're not putting God first. Exactly right. And we can, through a lot of mental and spiritual gymnastics come up with what sound at the moment like reasonable excuses sure but they're still excuses they are i'm tired i worked six days this week i need a day of rest mm -hmm. well i need to take the kids on a camping trip i'd like to play golf i'd like to relax mm -hmm. yeah i don't feel just right um i gotta clean the house yeah i gotta wash the car well the devil's really good at supplying excuses for us. Yeah, and the list goes on and on. Oh, it does. But again, God sent his son to establish the church. Right. If that were not important, I don't think he would have sent his son to establish the church. There would have been no reason. And so here in Hebrews 10, verses 23 through 25, we see that in verse 23, our assembling with the church to worship God on a consistent, regular basis is important for my faith to grow. It is. In verse 24, it's important for me to be an encouragement to others in their faith and them to be an encouragement to me in my faith. Right. And both of those needs are met in verse 25 by assembling with the church. That is correct. And that's not talking about just a couple of times a year. No. 
It's talking about as the church assembles. Right. We need to pay attention to our salvation. You know, I, I've told the story a number of times over the years in teaching and preaching about a lady whose door I knocked on one time and uh, in another town where I was preaching at that time many years ago, and she proceeded to tell me that she was a member of the Lord's Church. Mm-hmm. I had never met her, never laid eyes on her. She had never met me, mm-hmm. never laid eyes on me. And uh, I said, well, you know, she said, well, but now I married, my husband is not a member, and so we watch religious programs on television, and I'm hoping that that will eventually bring him around to where he will want to go to church services with me. Mm -hmm. Now, in the meantime, she wasn't going either. She was, in her mind... To going through this this exercise to try to encourage him, and I said, "Well, how long have you uh, how long have you lived here?" Mm-hmm. I think she said thirty years. It was uh-huh. either twenty or thirty years. Mm-hmm. And I tried to not be impolite. In my mind, I thought it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you need to set the example for your right. husband mm-hmm. and not let him drag you down spiritually. Yes. You need to be dedicated to God first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Teach him that that's the most important thing in his life as well, right. to be dedicated to God first and foremost. Mm-hmm. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, it's an interesting text there. Paul said, And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. I like... I like the, uh, we could probably call it a metaphor there, metaphorical language. It is high time to awake out of sleep. Mm -hmm. What's he talking about there? Well, I think the very thing we've been dealing with in this series of lessons, Gary, he's talking about people who are neglecting their salvation. Yeah, he says, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Okay, Mm -hmm. so a person... Let's say they're, they're 20 years old when they learn the gospel and they're baptized into Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, Next year when they're 21, they're nearer yes. the point of either the Lord coming back or death physically in their lives. They need to be paying attention to their salvation. And that happens every day we live. Every day. Yeah. We get closer, don't we? That's right. And he says it's high time to awake out of sleep. Mm-hmm. Let's look at another passage that probably we could see to be somewhat parallel in that kind of reference here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul goes through a fairly lengthy and detailed discourse on the Lord's Supper and how we worship through the Lord's Supper each first day of the week. Now, look Look, Dennis, beginning with verse 27, and uh, read down through verse 30. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, 
and many sleep. Now it's interesting that the marginal reading for the word sleep there is dead. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can draw our own conclusions there as to whether Paul meant literally dead physically mm -hmm. because of their neglect for properly discerning and respecting the Lord's Supper or if he means dead spiritually. Correct. And we could understand it either way, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Now, hopefully, if they were dead spiritually, then they would still have the opportunity to revive mm -hmm. and, right. you know, kind of come to their senses. Yes. But in both of these texts, the one in Romans and this one in 1 Corinthians, we get that idea of somebody becoming very weak spiritually. Right. To the point that they're, well, it's like they're napping. They're sleeping mm -hmm. on the job. Mm -hmm. And some people might take me to task for comparing living the Christian life as a job. I'm just using that as an illustration, a comparative. Sure. So what happens if, if the boss comes by and finds us sleeping on the job? Well, more than likely, we're not going to have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he may give us a chance, a warning. Possibly so. Yeah, mm -hmm. but eventually he's going to say, hey, you must not want this job. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so we're going to lose that job. That's what Paul's talking about here. Again, remember Hebrews 2, verses 1 through 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Mm -hmm. And one of the most fundamental ways that people neglect their salvation is they don't give proper attention to building their faith. And that naturally happens as we worship God together with the church. Mm -hmm. The church that God sent Jesus from heaven to this earth to build or establish. Right. Great importance oh, yes. in the church. Let's look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. In the breaking of bread and in prayers. Now, the breaking of bread in that text, we understand that to mean. I don't know. I don't know of any scholar that, under, that I've ever read that that suggests it means anything other than partaking of the Lord's Supper. Right. That's part of the worship. Mm -hmm. So, in breaking of bread and in prayers. In fellowship, now that fellowship again, that's connected back to what we read in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, as we come together with the church. Now notice, they, they got together on a regular basis. They continued in their worship and in their joining together in fellowship as the Lord's church mm -hmm. on a regular, consistent basis. They did. It was not a happenstance kind of thing or a now and then kind of thing, but they continued steadfastly. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at the apostles' doctrine there, we've studied many times, doctrine simply means teaching. Mm -hmm. So they're studying, they're listening to the teaching, the preaching, they're learning, they're taking it in. We're talking about worship here. Yeah, there's no question about it. At least worship is a big part of what we're seeing in this verse. Sure. And so it was a steadfastness on the part of the early Christians. And that was a characteristic of their Christianity. Mm -hmm. Now we look to them as kind of the model church. They were the first congregation of the Lord's church on earth. So we learn a lot 
yes. from them. We ought to learn from this particular verse and be steadfast in our faith and faithfulness. That's right. And that includes our worship of God. Indeed we don't want to fall asleep spiritually. No, not at all. In Ephesians chapter 5 in verse 19, what do we read there? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So speaking to one another? Right. Okay. So there's the horizontal. Now remember what we read in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 and 24. We need to care about encouraging our brothers and sisters in their faith and they're encouraging us in our faith. Yes. There's the horizontal, but also singing praises to the Lord. There's the vertical, and that's the main aspect of worship, mm -hmm. the main direction. Right. What does Colossians 3 and verse 16 say? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So teaching one another right. as we come together and we sing those praises to God, mm -hmm. there's the horizontal again. Right. But singing praises to God at the same time. Yes, that's indeed. the vertical. Right. And that's the primary purpose of our worship, to glorify and show our adoration for God. Right. Now, how can we do that? How can we accomplish both of those purposes as laid out in these verses of Scripture if we don't come together with the church to worship God? There's no way that it can be done. No. We're going to neglect both of them mm -hmm. if we do not purposefully gather with the church to worship God on a regular, consistent basis. And we're talking about upon, at very bare minimum, upon the first day of each week. That's right. Okay. Our time's up again. Just kind of flew by, as it does so often. We'll stop and park here and come back and continue this study next time. We do hope, we do pray, that we are touching your hearts with this and stimulating your thinking as to where you're at as far as your salvation is concerned before God. In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us, write down that information, and then contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even take care of the postage. That can help you learn right from the scriptures more fully what God wants you to do to worship him, to obey him, to live faithfully before him. We'd love to hear from you right away. Won't you contact us right now?